Today is Saturday, March 2nd, 2019, and this is Radio Wave. This is Radio Wave with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. And of course, today is March 2nd, and Mariana gets her apparition. But this month, she has another apparition. She gets her annual apparition, which will be March 18th, 18 days from yesterday. There's a countdown. Now, a lady told Mariana, that's your birthday, of course, that I'm giving you your annual apparition. But that's not my purpose of appearing to you. My purpose is something's going to happen on that day. So we can look into the future for these things to take place. Will it be this March 18th? We can look at the signs of the times. She wrote in a book, The Triumph, that we moved in the time of the secrets. But when secrets comes, do you not think there'll be other signs? To see, to recognize that they're coming? Can you answer that question? Of course you can if you just listen and pay attention to what I said, because Mariana said that. We've moved into the moment of the secrets. You can be aware of that by what's happening. So we can feel the tremor of that. I don't mean to be afraid, but the little minor earthquakes, these little tremors that we see in the culture and in the world, are forecasting the age we're in and the age where we're going. Our lady said that today. You need to see where you are and where your life is going. Because there's two directions for eternity. And all that we do with these apparitions and the messages and what's taking place is about that. Two different directions. What direction are you on? Where are you? And that's what the message today is about. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's March 2nd, 2019 message given on the day for non-believers through Mariana. Dear children, I call you the apostles of my love. I am showing you my son who is the true peace and the true love. As a mother, through the mercy of God, I desire to lead you to him. My children, this is why I'm calling you to reflect on yourselves. Starting out from my son, that you look to him with the heart and that you may see with the heart where you are 
and where your life is going. My children, I am calling you to comprehend that it is, thanks to my son, that you live through his love and sacrifice. You are asking of my son to be merciful to you, and I am calling you to mercy. You are asking of him to be good to you and to forgive you. And for how long am I imploring you, my children, to forgive and to love all the people whom you meet? When you comprehend my words with the heart, you will comprehend and come to know the true love, and you will be able to be apostles of that love. My apostles, my dear children, thank you. In the book of Sarah, it talks about the wife of a husband, how she builds up the husband, and that wherever the husband is and his level of his reputation is the starting point for the children. So the higher he goes, it's the beginning line that the children can start at the reputation of what the husband has. And then if the wife degrades him, brings him down, then it brings the children's starting point in life to where he is. And it relates it should be cursed for that. We're a cursed world right now. We've lost the family. But our aid comes today to get the starting point, the high-level starting point for your reputation for us to be where we need to be. She wants us to do a report card. Where are we starting out at? What kind of reputation do we have? How are we known? Our lady said, as a mother, and we know if you're a mother, you have a husband. And so therefore, you have an effect on the children. This effect on the children comes from the mother. How does she hold a husband? What position is that? And what will the sons and the daughter think? And what will they be? Where will they go in life? I said something incredible here. As a mother, through the mercy of God, I desire to lead you to him. Who's him? To God. How do you do that? She says, my children, this is why I'm calling you to reflect on yourselves. Starting out. Syrac says so the reputation starts for the children where the reputation is and how high the husband went, the father. Starting out from my son. So that's where we start. To grade ourselves, we look at Jesus and where he is. And the distance we are from him is the distance we have to come back to him to get to the reputation of what he is and his purity and holiness. Will you be that close? No. But this is the ladder to climb toward him. You strive for that. Starting out from my son, that you look to him with the heart, and that you may see with the heart where you are and where your life is going. If you have a good father, the mother has lifted the reputation up, she's protected it, she praises the husband in front of the children, then they go to that same height and even further. We've lost this in the culture. So Our Lady in the spiritual realm is showing us to look at Jesus with the heart. How do you do that? Our Lady tells us how to do that. Our Lady says, September 12, 1985, 
I want to tell you that the cross should be central these days. So that's where you go to. That's what you look at. You see what he did. You reflect on that. She continues in this 85 message, pray especially before the crucifix from which great graces are coming. Do you just go to church to do that? No, she continues. Now in your homes, make a special consecration to the crucifix. This was my start. This is why Father Slavko gave me a crucifix. That's how I ended up in the bedroom. Everything started with the cross with me. I started Caritas because they were taking a cross down in a church. I challenged a priest. And I realized he wasn't going to change his mind or the committee. They did the Delphi process. Just look that up. I won't go into it. I've talked about it before. And I realized I had to start my own system. And I was looking at Jesus. I was looking at the cross. And everything came back to it. That's why we got a crucifix from here in the tabernacle. Everything starts with Jesus. Where he died. And what we need to reflect on to know where we need to go. So take these words to heart. Starting out from my son that you look to him with the heart. And that you may see with the heart, where you are and where your life is going. The culture tells you you can't do that. They say different things. Our ladies contradict the culture, the world, the society with her messages. And through prayer, we get the answers. That's where the miracles happen. Hearts are broken, become brand new. That's what faith can do. That's what she's trying to get us to see. And so if you reflect on yourselves, Starting out from my son, then you'll be able to see Our Lady, because she's a vision. And if you can't see her, it's because you're not following the messages. And I'm not talking about just like Maria sees her, but you can see, you can feel she's that close to us. She wants us to see, understand what faith can do for you. Step. 
There's many times in life God intervenes, and sometimes it's easy to see that. Years ago, I was probably 19 or 20 years of age. I had a tractor for a tractor for my landscaping business, and I was going down a real steep hill where my parents were and where they lived, very steep. And at the top of the hill, I decided to take it out of gear and see how fast I could go down the hill, put a neutral. And it wasn't just a mistake. It was a very stupid thing to do. So I got going down the hill. I was flying, probably 40 miles an hour. At the bottom of the hill, there was just a slight dip where they dug a ditch, and then they re-asphalted, and it wasn't but a two-inch difference. And when I hit that, my tractor started bouncing like a basketball, just a little bit to start with. As it started bouncing, I realized that my back tires, the big tractor tires, are filled with water so you get more traction. And as I started bouncing, I realized why it was doing that was because one tire had air, the other had water. So the tractor was way off balance. And it started bouncing two, three, four foot, literally five foot in the air. Every time it went up, it started turning sideways. And I knew I was dead. There's no way not to flip over or something like that. And I turned my wheels to get it straight as much as I could as it was going down the hill. And all this, of course, is happening in a flash. And if it flipped, flipping a tractor at 40 miles an hour with a row bar just shears off the row bar. It should be cut in half. So I knew I'd be dead. Somehow, I got through it, and it started slowing down. But I was shaking like a leaf because I knew I should have been killed. And it's a miracle. I didn't have to reflect on that. But there's miracles just as big happening in your life with the power and the efficacy Our Lady has today that you don't see, you won't see, you can't see if you don't stop and pause and say, wait a minute, what happened in the situation today really was a miracle. It didn't expend any more energy for that miracle for Our Lady to receive that grace from God for you than it did for me being saved on this tractor from being killed. It's just the yes of God. And so Our Lady wants us to see these things. And that's why she said reflect. And it's just like what the song said. Even when the sky is falling, I've seen miracles just happening. Silent prayers get answered. Broken hearts become brand new. That's what faith can do. If you live in faith, these things happen. And your faith grows if you reflect at night and say, where did God intervene in my life today? What did I learn today? What kind of cognition? What experience? Was I saved today? We don't know how many times we could have been killed or injured or hurt. How many times in your own life you've escaped things? So Our Lady wants us to reflect. Reflection is a major, major part of the messages. I am calling you to reflect on yourselves. Not the world, not everybody else. On yourselves. We're supposed to be looking at ourselves and thinking about ourselves. Let's not be in an introvert or egotistical way. You're supposed to be judging yourself, matched up to Jesus' love to us. Am I reciprocating that? You know, when you're at a tourist attraction place and there's a map there and there's a star there it says you are here our lady says today see with the heart where you are do you think that she wants us to see that jesus isn't in the radius we think that he is but in our reflection we really were honest and seeing in the heart we're supposed to be where he is we expect him to be where we are and when we really can see that he's not in our radius you think our lady's 
giving some kind of reflection of that today. Well, she wants us to learn that. Just that example is a concept that you brought up as being thoughtful that you're at the rest area and you say, you're here. This is where you are. And we got to look, where is Jesus? And is this place that I'm at here where Jesus is? And you got to travel to him. You got to be there. And he'll meet you there at the right place. One of the most profound things that lady did here in the beginning of the apparitions was everybody was persecuting, saying, oh, our lady is following Maria. She's just there. And we were catching so much persecution from religious, from the priest, from from even Edipatian, Mother Angelica. I mean, there was a lot of jealousy taking place. Mother Angelica is going to be a saint. She's going to be canonized. But she was jealous, very jealous. We was catching up mostly from that. We're making a circus out there. That's not what was happening out here. People were converting. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. But when you're the hottest thing in the Catholic world, and then somebody comes in a field, and this happens in a bedroom, and that starts taking the headlines in Birmingham, and then in the national papers, Associated Press, and broadcasted in Germany, and CNN News even at that time, and then several Russians come from Russia to here, then you're going to get persecuted. So a lady comes out on Thanksgiving Day, and says, I am here to help you. That was the sweetest words. Because she says, here I am. Here you are. I'm doing something different outside of Medjugorje than what I've done in the past when the visionaries go anywhere. I'm doing something geographically at this spot. I have a plan here. And we can jump from that point of showing how important it is where you are on the map and where the radius is of Jesus and where she is and going to five years after Maria left, the persecution increased again. We just tried to make something. And the first thing our lady does when she gets here, five years later, February 1st, 1994, the community's in the field, just my family's in the bedroom with Paula Maria. And Our Lady appears and immediately smiles. And the first thing she says, I am happy to be here. It wasn't just, I'm here for you. I am happy to be here because here was being persecuted. Here was being ridiculed. Here was being accused that we're making something was not God's will. But Our Lady was saying, you're on the marker. You're in the radius. And I'm very happy with that. And I can tell you, those five words were so consoling because we had suffered so much for those apparitions. You're going to pay for it. If you're what Jesus is, you will pay. Don't think it's going to be a bed of roses. It'll be a roller coaster. It's like Ronald Reagan said, there's no office in the world where you can be so high one moment and so low the next moment. Our Lady said today three times, comprehend. What does she mean by that? The definition of comprehend means simply to take in, to grasp. On January 25th, 1987, I said in the monumental message, the first monthly message, pray to comprehend what your role is in God's design. But that requires also reflection. You have to be thoughtful. You have to think. So when I says, I'm calling you to comprehend, which is exactly the word she said, and later on the second one, And the message, when you comprehend my words with the heart, you will comprehend and come to know the true love. Why is that necessary? Because you cannot be an apostle if you don't have true love. 
and you'll be able to be apostle of that love. What is she saying? My apostles. You have to comprehend that our lady is not here to do something what Maximilian Kobe did and his ministry, the Knights of the Michaelata. They were soldiers of Our Lady. And those things good. Those things are good in comprehending uh, be, making an army like Louis de Montfort said, being slaves of Our Lady. All these things come out through the ages. The saints did it. But that's not what I hear about. It's not an order she's trying to create. It's not a situation she wants to be called apostles of love just for that reason. You have to comprehend what that means. To be an apostle, you have to have true love, and that's what makes you an apostle. But when she said today, you will comprehend and come to know the true love, and you will be able to be apostles of that love, my apostles. She has a comma, meaning I'm really raising up a body of people that are apostles. Caritas means love. The community Caritas means love. And that's been our foundation. She put us on a course for this. She wouldn't mention apostles when we made this name. We wanted to belong to her. And she has done many, many things for us. And so we have our identity. We've got so much cognition, so many things our ladies did, so many things that's happened in Medjugorje with what we do as a mission. Because it's a mission, and we're content to be hidden. But she exposes us more and more, no matter if people know us or not. You've heard us talk about, we go out on the streets, people come up to us. There's an efficacy of her shining through us that our mother must be important. I've had people say to me, you're a mystery. They don't understand that. I had one of my friends, close that was in business, when I started Caritas, and then our lady came, he told my wife, I just don't believe he's just doing this without some kind of motive. She says, he doesn't have a motive. He says, well, you know, nobody would do something like this unless it's for money. Because I was walking away from my business. No, it's you who say that. No, or as he's saying, because he was a businessman, he had his company, he was saying, I would never do that. And I can't believe somebody else would never do that. But I did it for that. I didn't care. I didn't know in the long term how I was going to make it. I only comprehended that Our Lady was calling me to do something, and I did it. Without knowing the future, without seeing how everything would turn out, I just know what I was supposed to do at the moment. And I had identified with Our Lady that I'm yours, do as you like, and I trusted her. And without even the apostles being mentioned at that time, I could say I became that for her. And I see it. And the people in the community here are the same way. So everyone today is trying to go it alone. They all want their identity. They dress a certain way. They identify their body with this and that and all kind of styles and looks, whatever they do. But what identifies you is your behavior. What is your behavior? It's your witness. That's what will say what you are and who you are and where you are. So today, everybody's going out like the costume party. As soon as they go out, they're fake, just like fake news. They behave a certain way. You'll see people at a restaurant, how they talk. Or you can call them on the telephone and they say, oh, oh, hey. Well, how do they talk to the, to the husband? How do they talk to the kids? How does the husband talk? See, they put on the church face. They put on the nice face. No, you need to be in your private life as what you are in your public life. Joyce Myers is a woman preacher. She's very good. She talks about this. She's very funny about how everybody goes to church. They're fussing in the car. As soon as they open the door and they see everybody, they're smiling. 
They got the church faces on, and they're all happy. They get back in the car. They're grumbling. They got the cell phones on. They're always talking. They're arguing. What are we going to eat? I don't want to eat that. And it's really humorous, but actually it's reality. This is what we are. Everybody has a costume because they're following the wave of the culture. And if you do that, it consumes you. And it will leave you without an identity. I've got this closet filled with ways for you to see me But none of them fit me And I walk around and play pretense So you'll believe that I'm who I want to be But what if I let you see who I am what if I could show my flaws and not be sorry? Cause I'm over this whole costume party. And I can't seem to remember what it is I'm so afraid of. But it's all I've ever known. And I'm so tired of worrying about. Start at my son and look at him with the heart that you may see with the heart where you are and where your life is going. Are you put on a costume every time you go out? A costume party that the culture hides behind the mask? I'm stepping out of my own way, the song says, out of this masquerade. Isn't that what our lady's asking us to do the same thing? She's calling us for this. And she wants you to start at where I'm here is where my son is. And everything will work for you. It will be difficult. And you won't have the identity of the culture, but you'll be able to identify with Jesus. And other people will begin through your witness to identify with you. The word imploring that Our Lady uses today, for me, raised the temperature of this message a great deal. And not just the word, but when she 
places it in the context when she says, for how long am I imploring you, my children, to forgive and to love? What do you think about that, that word and how she used it today? Well, what you just asked me raises the temperature of something that struck me a long time ago. Actually, it was 22 years ago. I was traveling to Atlanta. I couldn't wait for the 25th message to come up. And I stopped at the rest area, and I called back. His message came in, and I wrote it down as it has been read to me. And that message was October 25th, 1996. And I remember standing there because we had phone booths at the rest area still at that time. And when it got to this part, the word comprehend is in it. And, of course, that's in today's message. You asked me, though, about the question about implore. She had said implore once before this, the 96 message, but it was imploring God through prayer. This message was very different. And it's interesting, again, that you ask this because this October 25th, 96 message has comprehend in it and implore. And I picture myself there. It hit me so strongly that 22 years ago, I still remember the details and who I was talking to. And at the end of the message, it says, Through you, I wish to renew the world. That's a big statement. Now, we're seeing this more. We're seeing people claiming what I've been saying for 20, 30 years now. I've said this for a long, long time. This is the biggest event since the death of the last apostle. And now others are starting to say that. They didn't have the cognition that I had to say that before now. And they're two decades behind us. But we start going into the messages. We're paying attention to the messages. And it's good that people are picking this up and starting to copy what we've been saying. Because the messages had not been opened correctly from any other voice out there. It's just about conversion and just about Medjugorje, just about prayer. We've been blowing this trumpet for over 30 plus years. And it is the biggest event in the history of the church since the death of the last apostle. So here it is in 96, and it says, Through you, I wish to renew the world. That's an amazing statement. I was stunned by that. Then she says, Comprehend, little children, that you are today the salt of the earth. And I remember thinking, wow, we're it. What is it? Everything she's wanting to happen through. We are the people. We didn't have the mentality. I didn't have the mentality to think of an apostle. But we're the salt of the earth. We're the base ingredients to preserve the meat. What is the meat? The culture. When the salt goes flat, what happens to the culture? It rots. And so she's saying, you are the salt. You will preserve the earth. You will renew the earth. So she continues, you are today the salt of the earth. See, she's not making a mistake about, oh, yeah, this is just some kind of fable or proverbial thing. I'm just saying, no, today you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. These are strong words. So strong that she says, I know I'm speaking over your head. So I say to you, little children, comprehend, little children, that you are today the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Then she says, little children. Why is she saying that twice? Why she got talked to us that way? Because if we're teenagers, we don't listen to our parents. When we're adults, we don't have to listen to our parents, even less. But little children are to listen and to accept and not question. 
Many people grow up thinking their dad is the strongest man in the world. Is that true? No. Is it true to the little children? Yes, it is true, because they believe that. And so she wants us to approach everything she says as true. I've told this story before, but it's apical now. My neighbor had a three-year-old son who was over at his house. He told little Mark to get on the table and flap his wings, and he could fly. His dad was very believable. He did what his dad said because he bleeped him. He was a little child. He jumped out straight flying, flat out, falling on his face. Bloody nose. So that's what little children do. His dad didn't think that's what he would do. He thought he'd just jump off and land on his feet. No, he literally believed his dad, and our ladies want you to literally believe her. Little children that you are today, the salt of the earth, the light of the world, little children, I invite you, I love you, and in a special way, implore. And then after implore, it's a colon mark, dot, dot. And then after that is convert, exclamation point. A one-word sentence. Thank you for having responded to my call. She means what she just said there. It's interesting that you see the temperature rise. And I can tell you, when I heard this, my temperature was feverish with enthusiasm and amazement that Our Lady was saying, through you, I wish to renew the world. So today's word, when she said, I am imploring you, my children, to forgive and to love all the people who you meet, to me is not as powerful, as strong, and its meaning is as powerful, but not in the context of this monumental message where in a special way implore, convert. She's desperate. So sometimes a message given in the present brings us back into the past, like this one 22 years ago. And that was a good question because I never would have thought about that. And I'll bring up that memory and I'll tell that story. I've never told it before. So that's what I was talking about today. Just reflect. You have to go through our whole history. We'll learn many things in that way. So this October 25th, 96 message is telling you one thing. I'm telling you, little children, you can fly today because you're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. The world's a big place to change. But I tell you this in a special way to implore. The answer is convert after implore. That's where we are. That's what's in you. We're searching today. We're looking for things. We climb through the mountaintops. And what we're looking for is not there. Everybody's got their opinions, even about the messages sometimes, about our lady and what it's about. I disagree with several of the highways that's been made for Medjugorje, what people think it is. It's not a place to just to go there for devotion, which is what it's changing into. It's a place of conversion. But the devil's very clever. He'll go to the second degree and allow that to take away from the conversion. And he'll just change it to devotion. That's what's going. Let's just get miserably accepted. So we can go there and do adoration and we can do the confessions. No, that's not what Medjugorje is about. And that's what it's changing to. And it's going to destroy Medjugorje. You say, how can devotion and adoration destroy it? You can do that at your home. You go there to go to the mountaintop. And once you get there on the mountains, you see a vision. Because in Medjugorje, on the fields, the mountains, the cross mountain, Apparish Hills, on these trails, you see Our Lady once you stop. The vision is clear, but it requires you to reflect. It requires you to stop the busyness. Get out into nature. You'll see it. You'll be high. You'll understand what it's about. You'll say, everything I see was in me. 
I never even noticed because I didn't reflect. I didn't learn how to fly. I've been to all the parties and it wasn't there. I followed where my heart leads, it wasn't there. Screamed to the top of my lungs and no one cared. Oh, oh, oh. I searched up on the mountaintops, it wasn't there. I drove up Maserati, no fulfillment there. I ran around the whole world to get back here. Oh, oh, oh. Now When you go to Medjugorje, you decide for many things to get away from things in your life, embrace things you haven't. But one discovery you find is that you do have it in you, and it's there, but we suppress it. The world tells us this, 
sell this idea, take this philosophy, go where, travel, enjoy. Everything's to be enjoyed. All fun. Mediocre. No purpose to life except what it tells you to do. And when you go to conversion, you begin to realize that there's more things in there. You're not so invincible. I can tell you, on top of that hill, with my tractor, I was invincible. I did all kind of crazy things. And in 60 seconds, I realized I was very vulnerable and was humbled that God saved my life. I don't think it was by chance. I don't think it was by skill of how I was bouncing back down and straightening it out. God did something. He had a plan. And thank God my recklessness, not only in that situation, other situations, he protected me. We're human, and we can fake things, think we're strong, but that's not the way it works. When you go to conversion, you realize you're nothing, and you realize that the part you play is an act. It's not real. You can carry the weight of the world. You can put on these things. You can turn it on in whatever situation you have to adapt to. You can be everything today, but we're really nothing. We're called to be something more. You need God, and God knows what you need now. And Our Lady knows what you need is her son. Be honest with yourself. The humanness that blocks what Our Lady wants to give you. I can hold my breath. I can bite my tongue I can stay awake for days if that's what you want Be a number one I can fake a smile I can force a Play the part if that's what you ask. Give you all I am. But I'm only human, and I bleed when I fall down. I'm only human, and I crash and I break down. Your words in my hand, knives in my heart. You build me up and then I fall. Cause I'm only human I can turn it on Be a good machine I can hold the weight of worlds If that's what you need Cause I'm only human
interior battle that is human that we have places us between darkness and light. And darkness wants you to have an ego. And the way the world going is built on egoism. The light wants you to have serenity. And they said August 2nd, 2016, She's saying her son is asking for serenity from us, that he is seeking of you to battle within against your egoism, judgment, and human weaknesses. Therefore, as a mother, I'm saying pray, because prayer gives you strength for the interior battle. Incredible words to renew the world. Yours first. Yourself. Where you are. And where you're going. We wish you our lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.